First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. So a lot of talk, and you have a lot of uh, a, a lot of people on both sides of this issue, and that is this uh, housing uh, for artists next to the Stanley. Uh, Becky Carlson St. Clair is the director of property development, uh, this art space proposed project. Uh, and to talk about it, uh, Becky is on the line right now. Becky, good morning. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. So there's been a lot about a lot of talk about this. You you have some people that are very upset. Um, why should this housing project go next to the Stanley, Becky? Um, no, thank you for having me on. I'm happy to talk <clears throat> about the project. You know, this is a project that we've been working on since 2015. So we've been in Utica um, for a long time working mm-hmm. with of ours who really feel like that um, our building would be beneficial for Utica. Um, part of that, they, the interest is having um, the project downtown. Um, and, you know, in Gen- Genesee is an ideal location for us to really connect with people and other arts facilities. So there's always been that interest. Um, we've been a part of um, a variety of plans on that lot for a yeah. few years now. Um, at one time, Part of the One World Garden, um, we were an element on that. And then also part of the DRI, the Downtown Revitalization Initiative, um, what that's bringing $10 million into the city of Utica for development. So we've always felt that it'd be very beneficial um, to be in an area that really has that focus. Um, you know, it became available um, for us in talking with the city that that would be an area, um, understanding that there are sensitivities for parking downtown specifically on that lot. Um, The the whole time we've been trying to um, minimize our impact on that lot as possible, um, understanding those concerns. So we'll only be taking up a portion, just kind of a sliver of about a half-acre space on the um, parking lot that faces Genesis. So you're saying it will not eliminate that parking lot? Uh, No. (laughs) That would be a really big building for us. (laughs) Okay. Um, No. No. you know, we would be displacing um, parking spaces, of course, by putting our building there. Um, but the city in response is um, developing additional space behind where the parking um, currently is. Um, so the net gain in parking spaces um, would be about five spaces after our building is constructed. Um, where we're working with people um, to identify needs is just kind of um, making sure that there's the right access on the parking lot, but also knowing that there'll be a certain amount of spaces that our um, tenants would need parking for. So that's what we're working through um, with the, the Stanley right now. How many tenants? Uh, there will be 40 units. It'll be 40 units. So yeah. that parking lot's not very big. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. suggesting that your whole, that your building would take up the whole lot. But uh, you basically, you say you're only taking a slice of that of that parking sliver, a sliver, a sliver. sliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, a sliver. Well, for a forty um, unit building, 40 units. That's that sounds like a pretty big building. It, you know, what it's a four story building. Um, it's really compact. Um, we've tried to minimize, you know, where we can. Um, and it's we're not, you know, kind of developing kind of a you know landscape area around it. It's real. We are to fit into the landscape, but. Um, you know, happy to always share um, site plan, but it's really just kind of a front portion of that lot. Um, you know, there still would remain about 140 spaces of parking. So you said the, the city's going to go ahead and uh, your understanding is the city's going to go ahead and kind of expand that lot in the back 
and then it'll be an actually a net gain of five parking spots. Let me ask, why don't you? Why don't they just build the building you want to put in the area that they're going to expand the parking lot? Sure. Well, you know, it's just some um, just basic urban design. That's not um, usually what you do for um, you know. You've got such a nice downtown with all your buildings and just kind of trying to, the goal to in a lot of the elements of the city plans. Um, as well as the DRI, is to really activate the streetscape. Um, I mean, by having, um, you know, continuing the, the street there and having that presence, it really creates kind of a sense um, of security and feeling there. And so even though we would be on the front of the lot there, um, there would be still access under our building just in the same exact location that there currently is. Um, we've been trying to fit in with what's already there. Um, and taking account kind of how the, the lot is currently being used. And, and the, the lot's owned by the city. You, would you be buying the land from the city or from the Stanley? City. It would be, be from the city. The Stanley does yeah. not own that parking lot, nor do they lease it, the parking lot. And I, and, I, and I believe the Stanley has come out against this project. Is that true? Yes, uh, yeah, they yeah. they have well they have concerns. So they're yeah. not against our project. They're mm-hmm. they're supportive of the arts. Um they they understand what they do and so we do and it's um something, you know, in any other place um people would really look to locate those types of facilities together um because they really do support each other. Right. So they're not against our projects. They have um concerns uh regarding parking availability, but also kind of parking for their trailers. And so um, we have met with them, and we are going to be having further conversations with them and the city um, because our goal is to really work together. Um, We're not here to be adversarial. We want to be able to find a path together. There are those that are saying that that will destroy the opportunity for those trailers to get in um, and would would limit the the size of of the shows that would be able to come into the Stanley. You're saying that you're working with the Stanley to make sure that doesn't happen? Yes. Yep. They okay. raised those concerns um, to let us know that that is an, an issue. Um, and so we are working to arrange a, a time for us all to get on site together okay. and to be able to plan that out. So we're actively working to try to figure out a good path forward. So to say um, it would take up, you know, this, this you really can't say right now where the bill, it, it's going to utilize that parking lot. But you can't say at this point because that's not finalized. The, the the obviously the whole project is not completely finalized. But your design of what how much space you would use has not been finalized yet. Well, we have schematic drawings, so we have a sense of what the building would be in that location. Um, would it take so the whole have, front? Would it take the whole front of the of that parking lot? Um, yeah, the front of the, okay, the, the area. It'll be the front part. And then, mm-hmm. uh, where are you from, Becky? Are you uh, originally? Are you from here? Where are you from? No, I am from Minneapolis. Art Space is a Minneapolis-based nonprofit, but okay. I did go to Syracuse for undergrad, so I am very okay. familiar with the area. <laughs> so, but I would say to you, though, in Minneapolis, um, when you go to a show downtown Minneapolis, I've never been to Minneapolis, but I hear it's it's mm-hmm. really wonderful. So when you go to a show, you, a great fire out there. you usually you you usually park, and then you have to walk. Um, you do know that around here we don't wait for anything. Uh, we don't wait in line to get anywhere. Um, there's no line, no waiting. That's our motto. Um, does that <laughs> frustrate you a bit that um, we seem to be an area that uh, go to New York City, go to a show? I mean, it, it getting to the it is difficult. A lot of people use public transportation is because they don't want to worry about 
figuring out where to park. Uh, does that frustrate you a bit that we're a different breed up here? <laughs> no, um, I can understand. I've worked in varieties of cities, and then when you're used to certain structure and way things are, um, you know, sure, you can compare it to larger cities, but that's not how your city is and how right, people right. live. Um, I can appreciate that. Um, no, it is kind of, it is a challenge, you know, trying to kind of um, to work with it, you know, from our perspective. We understand that there are 1,300 off-street parking spaces, public parking spaces, within a five-minute walking distance. So when you look at that, you say, well, there's plenty of availability of parking, but still understanding the sensitivities. Um, I know that it's cold. I've lived in many cold climates, and sometimes, you know, you just don't want to be able to, yeah, to yeah. walk that. Well, it's just trying to figure out kind of the, the um, path forward and how the city wants to help I, the I, city. I, if, I, if you've ever been to a concert at the Dome, which I've been to many, and you say that... Yeah, um, so you went to Syracuse. Uh, you yep. went to Syracuse. There's nothing worse than parking at the bottom of the hill uh, over near Adams. Uh, Adams Is it Adams Street there? And, mm-hmm. and, and walking up that University Hill and then taking a right and walking all the way down to the Dome. I, and it's usually windy and freezing cold when they have those shows. Uh, so, but that's really what people do around here. We're just so not used to long wall. We park right outside the place and, you know. Well, that's... sure, and granted, in that, and if you're going to a concert in the Stanley, not everybody, of course, would be able to park in that lot. True, you know, no so doubt about it. it's kind of a balance of understanding. Yep. You know, we feel, I understand that other people's concerns in parking and daily parking, and yep. that's what we're trying to work to address. You know, the broader concerns are just kind of working with Stanley and making yeah. sure that they're minimally impacted. All right. Andrew. You know, well, even even with the Boilermaker, I'll just quickly say, they said marathon. We're doing 15K. That's right. We're, that's we're, right. We have our own breed up here, I'm telling you. Okay. Um, so one of the questions or offerings that people have, and that's with any project that happens to you, because why that location specifically and why not renovate an older building? Um, sure. We had a candidate for council at large who was formerly on the council, Sam Testa, saying, why not uh, take some of the blighted properties in Utica and, and do this project there? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You know, we we were um, did a lot of site analysis um, over the years. As I mentioned, we've been there since 2015. You know, part of it was a part of a preliminary feasibility visit that we did where we gather information about potential lots. And so you go and you do a tour of, you know, anything and everything. And so, um, you know, that was a lot of the focus was on. And it was it was existing buildings. Um, you know, there's, and then when you further um, kind of study the area more, you go into a market study and, you know, study more of those lots and what makes sense. Yeah. You know, I can tell you that we went to the Wilcar building at Broad Street. We went to Oneida Square, Globe Mills, um, DeSalle's. You know, those are some of those buildings that in, you're trying to find um, the right size What's the condition of the building? Um, what's the location? You know, ideally it's a walkable um, building yeah. or, you know, maybe for transit and things like that that we find is important for our residents. And so, you know, we, we do these analysis, but, you know, oftentimes um, something's too large. Um, there's multiple owners or just it's it's not available um, yeah. for purchase or cost. And so you do that whole analysis and it just, you know, nothing was turning up. And so you know, and working with the city, um, you know, that that was an option. So that seems like there was a, the, the path forward and from our perspective and from others um, that did want it downtown and close to other um, facilities, that that's what 
seem to make the most sense. All right, I have Jim on the line right now. He is from No Art Space Downtown <laughs> and would like to... Oh, I'm kidding. Um, uh, tell, uh, did you have something? I, I, did, I, I wanted did, to throw... Just one more thing. Did you say it was the sales building that you looked yeah, at? That's... Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I was understanding you. All and right, then... three things quick. Okay. The cost to build, will, will they be renting or is there a stipend that they basically get to live off that pays their rent? And where are these people from? And is it is that uh, sure. would it technically be Section Eight housing? Yeah, so no, it's not Section Eight housing. Okay. Um, this is housing, workforce housing. Okay. So there is no stipend, there is no um, <clears throat> voucher for it. What it is is um, housing. You have tax credit. Um, I'll say it very simply: um, tax credits through the states that allows for financing the project that allows us then to rent the units. Um, at a lower established price through the tax credit program. Right. Um, by doing that, people are able to pay, you know, less than what would be market rent, um, which, you know, these are people that are going to be having jobs. They, you know, maybe they have an opportunity to not work quite as many jobs and be able to focus on their art. Mm. But these are very much, you know, working families. Um, these, the people that are going to be living in there are, you know, artists, um, a variety of artists. Um, so I, I guess the the, Nate, the reason I asked the question was I remember several years ago Sculpture Space was doing like a mm-hmm. an artist residency type of a program. Sure. Is this is this college mm-hmm. students who are interested in the arts or are these from people who are from overseas from other countries who are established artists who are looking for something new to play with for lack of a better term? No, these are established artists. So these are you know residency program is something where somebody comes in, lives for a small time, and moves out. These are people that would be living in these units for um, potential you know from one year to beyond. You know, it's like a traditional you know apartment in that okay. respect. Um, so, right. but these are people that have an interest in their art, want to pursue their art. They don't necessarily make any income from their art. They could have other jobs that support them. But it's something it's somebody that wants to be a part of this artist community. Um, you know, we did a market study as part of um, our work, and we had a, almost 600 people respond to the survey. Um, of that, there were 161 people that were interested in relocating to an artist live work community in Utica, and half of those were from Utica, but half of the people lived outside Utica. So it's both artists within Utica who are interested, but also people that would be right. interested to relocate. And cost to, to build? The cost for your project? Um, the total um, development cost is about $14 million. All right. Um, were any of the other business owners... That, that got a whistle, by the way. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Were, the, uh, were the other business owners, uh, some of the that were in the area, private investors who had uh, already put money into that area, uh, surrounding restaurants like Lotus Garden, were they a part of the, the process? Did you discuss uh, this with them? And um, we, you know, we're we're working with people now. Um, we're kind of we're still quite, you know, early in the process. So we're working to connect. You know, um, you know, obviously, as you can imagine, it's been a challenge um, to get the connection that we really would like to have with COVID. Um, you know, it kind of put off some of those. So we're we're working hard now to really connect with people in a way. Um, um, that will work kind of okay. going forward. I have, uh, I, I'm, we're trying to get everything in as quickly as we can. Because I do have some people with some questions. Um, somebody saying, is this a, a nonprofit? Also, what about the yes. old YWCA? Um, the old YWCA. That's being used by uh, yeah, the it? YMCA would be, is already being used. The YMCA is the Veterans the Center. The YW is uh, just around the corner from Genesee Street. It's where the pool is. I remember because that's where I took swimming lessons. Okay. But isn't that being used by uh, – why, why do you see it in the domestic violence? Aren't they still in that building? 
Oh, uh, I'm not sure. The one behind uh, then, there, yeah. Becky, I would ask you um, to, to be really fair on this. I I, I want to ask you about, I, I, I talked to an economic development person who said open-air parking is not something that represents a thriving city. It is it is something that is that is developers oftentimes or or creative people who are trying to create a a, 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 a an image of downtown, a vibe, a a a, a, a general uh, really what you're talking about this 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 vibe that you're trying to build downtown um, that shows progress and shows a vibrant city. Um, is that a part of the reasoning? And what does your does your background tell you that that open air parking lot is more of an eyesore than anything else. Um, it's not necessarily an eyesore. Um, you know, it's a, but it's not something that um, in other cities, I'd say that you're, you're, um, is not a good focal point, I'd say, for a downtown and right. kind of the streetscape. So, like, you know, I mentioned us building in front of it, you know, the parking can still remain, but it kind of, you know, behind the building. And so, you know, ours would, of course, have um, the landscape and really connected to it. There's commercial space. It creates activity. You know, it goes to the whole eyes on the street. You're going to have people living there and it's just going to have a a new energy. And also, you know, those are going to be people that are going to be going to the businesses downtown and and frequenting them. You know, we have art galleries that we put into all of our buildings that allow the residents to display their work and also engage um, with the community for events. So you're going to be creating additional um, activity there. You know, downtown businesses should, um, should welcome that. And a lot of people also then choose to relocate closer Mm -hmm. to our buildings because of, of if there's um, similar type interest, you know, we've had that happen in, in many other cities, you know, we've done that in, Patchog and in Buffalo, and that's why we were invited to Utica. Okay. You know, there's a really strong arts community there here, and um, it just it just seemed to make the most yeah. sense to really kind of activate that street. I, I, I don't know how you understood my question with the way I butchered it, but um, you <laughs> did it far more eloquently than I did, and and that's really where I was going. That that this that it represents a thriving downtown. An open parking lot does the exact opposite of that. Is what I was trying to say, but you handled it mm-hmm. much better mm-hmm. than I, I did there. Andrew, do you have something? Uh, we did have someone that, that thought maybe that uh, in addition to just regular parking spots, that the handicap accessible parking would become uh, very restricted. And there's a lot of uh, older people that would attend uh, or, uh, shows sure. and things at the Stanley. Yeah, no, those all remain. Um, we've already taken We've just taken those that are in front of Genesee and put right behind our building to so it's really kind of close up to the front there and it will connect to that area. So those just get shifted back a little bit, but right. they're still um, right there. Uh, Tom is in Utica with a question. Tom, you're on with Becky Carlson St. Clair from Artspace, and, of course, the topic is the, uh, the housing project uh, downtown next to the Stanley. Yeah, this has been a big secret and is getting popped on us all of a sudden. I mean, the people of the city not necessarily the, our supposed representatives, but uh, when did this start? Uh, what has the transparency process been as far as informing us at every step of the way so that you can have input? And also, very critical, I'd like to get you to put a map online of all these supposed available parking spaces that you've come up thing. with, yeah. because I know one that you might be counting, 
that probably, well, right now we're very constricted to the Masonic Temple, uh, which has events going on at night and daytime and everything else, that as far as I'm speaking uh, as a former commander of Knights Templar here that meets there, uh, we probably aren't going to be able to uh, to yield those spots. So I'd like to see you put up a map online of all those available parking spots that you're talking about being available for uh, all right. for Stanley events. I'm concerned about the Stanley. You might, uh, I'd, I'd hate to have them have to. Why don't you tear down this? Uh, this I'm gonna, never mind. Forget it. That was okay. going to be a cranky comment. Okay. But you're going right. to restrict Utica's number one downtown draw by putting up something that's going to take up parking space, and uh, it might be it'd be better elsewhere. It's just one of those peekaboo things that comes up on top of the people of Utica uh, do, do, without to be, advance to be, warning. Tom, to be fair, is, is it her responsibility to make sure the public is uh, that this is transparent? You no, know, it's, the, it's, it's our not representatives. hers. Right. That, that's on. I think it's an unfair uh, question for her. I, 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 I it's, well, she, she has the contacts. True. And All she right. knows let who me, she was contacting. Let me let her. And then we'll go. All let, right, thank you. Let me let her and answer the, that. The, the parking thing is big. I need to okay. find out about right. that. Uh, Becky, I'll let you handle all that. And, and what about a map? Is there something out there where you can show the parking spots that you're actually talking about? Um, so what I'm referring to, just for clarity on those spots, was a traffic study that was done that mm-hmm. we had done as part of our project for our site plan. Okay. Um, so that has the analysis of the area and has that. I'm not certain if there's a map, but that's something – um, you know, the, the parking is something that the city is looking to kind of coordinate and feel, have better understanding about availability. So I'm not certain if there's a map to point to. It's just this is the um, traffic study that I'm okay. referencing right. in the number of spots. Okay. Um, and then um, just how long we've been in the area. Again, we've been for six years. Uh, we've been meeting with lots of people um, during our pre- our feasibility study, our market study, Um there, you know, part of it has been we've had events at the Stanley at um, Munson Williams Proctor Institute. You know, we we really have connected with a lot of people. Um, but on top of that, too, you know, being part of the downtown revitalization initiative, we've been a part of that. And so a lot of there was a public open house. There's been a lot of opportunity to share all the projects that are part of that, which ours was one of those included. So right. um, it it actually it really it might be something that people are now paying attention to but it's been around for about six years well we don't pay attention to things until we do and then <laughs> until you're impacted that's, and then we're we feel impacted so yep. um anybody with any other and i appreciate becky for the, that you're coming on and taking all of these questions i i do think too that we we tend to especially here automatically think that th- this is being kept quiet from us versus <laughs> An innocent, uh, an innocent view of this would be that the city was moving forward on a project that they thought was a positive project, didn't expect people to be against it, and then all of a sudden when people found out they became against it and everybody said, oh, you're trying to sneak this in and keep it from us. We automatically tend to go to that we're being, we're being duped here attitude. That just seems to be in our DNA as well here. I agree. You know, uh, I, I agree. It doesn't mean that there was anything uh, nefarious yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you to Becky for coming on. 
All right, hold on. Andrew's not done. I'm yeah, sorry. so we do have one more question. I think it was pretty valid. How many of the parking spots that remain will be dedicated to residents of that Yeah, so you're, you're saying we're, you're at a net gain of five parking spots, but then you're going to have people there most likely that will have cars. How many yeah. will be dedicated to the to the apartments? Um, we've talked about 40 or so okay. for the, the units. And so um, kind of working with the city and kind of how that's put in there. But we're flexible um, in where the location of those are, so not necessarily needing it on the front parking lot okay. there to allow um, greater access. All right. Yeah, it, it just seems like there's not going to be enough parking, but that's not Becky's issue. And I, I commend Becky for coming on the air and talking about it, which is something the uh, <coughs> representation from City Hall yeah, still we won't not, do. We have not been able to get them to come on and talk about it. So we appreciate your input here and giving us a little uh, peek behind the uh, curtain. Becky, thank you so much. Okay. Great. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, a peek behind the curtain, I think, apropos, we're talking about artists, <laughs> artistic. There's always a curtain and a stage. Mm-hmm. And Michael said, you know, who would be on that stage, another artist in Utica. Uh, don't forget, Rainbow is an artist uh, here in Utica. So I uh, play some mean. He's multi. He's bi-instrumental yeah. is what he is. That doesn't come out right. But he plays many in- instruments. Actually, he doesn't play any of them. He he plays them. He, he just, you kind of know what I mean. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride purpose they stitch people together if all that sounds good to you visit american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use code staple 20 at checkout that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com with promo code staple 20